blanket and some sunblock. It's time for lying on the beach on camera. Lowest state. And welcome to another edition of Lying on the Beach on Camera. I'm Steve Greenberg with Lois Whitman Hess. And our engineer is David Yebes. And our extra special guest today is Jefferson Graham, who's joining us on his last day of work at USA Today, which is unbelievable. So I'm going to give him a. I've read uh, his column for years, and I can't believe we get to talk to him on his last day of work. Uh, if you don't know what he does, he writes an amazing tech column, or did write an amazing tech column for USA Today. But he's also a photographer, podcaster, video maker, and a longtime jazz guitarist, as his background reveals. He's also <laughs> the author of nine books, uh, including one on infomercial Gadget King, Ron, uh, uh, Ron Popel, who's uh, Popiel, 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 Ron Popiel, who I, I love, and also TV legend Aaron Spelling. Uh, please welcome Jefferson Graham, who has, in my opinion, one of the coolest names in journalism. I just, uh, you know, Jefferson Graham, great name. Jeff, thank you for joining us. So last day at USA Today, is mixed feelings, happy to leave, sad you're leaving. Tell me a little bit, just give us a little bit of how it feels on this on this last day? I don't think I'll really know until tomorrow. It's, it's <laughs> odd. It's, uh, uh, I, I did my last column was on Saturday and I got accolades after accolades. I, I went from being a solid reporter to a legend overnight. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, so I would definitely recommend to anybody who's thinking of quitting, definitely quit because it can change your life. Um, I don't know how I'm gonna feel financially, but uh, it's a pretty cool feeling. I don't, I'll miss what I do. I've been doing it for so long that it's going to be kind of odd. So that's why I don't know. I mean, the whole, I'm not leaving because I hate them and I take this job and shove it and I can't wait for all the end. Um, they just made an offer that was too good to refuse. So that's why I'm doing it now. And I'm going to be blogging and I'm going to be making videos and I'm going to be taking lots of photos. So I'm really excited about the next act as well. But it is kind of weird. I will say that. It's definitely their loss. I mean, I think your name carries a lot of weight with it. Do you think, do they recognize that these names, uh, you know, Ed's and your name, that not, not having those names kind of gives them less credibility? Or does that not mean anything this in today's is world? This is the way things go. You know, Bill Carter was at the New York Times, and I don't think anybody was as good as he was for covering TV. He was a legend, and they had a buyout, and he left. And, you know, the New York Times is still great. And these, you know, everything goes on. Howard Rosenberg was the Pulitzer Prize winning TV critic at the LA Times. He left and Mary McNamara came in and she won a Pulitzer. So the institutions go on and we come in and serve while we're, while we're there and uh, they will outlast us all. So, uh, so Jefferson, one of the reasons why I was so attracted to have you on today, even, even though Steve has a lot of questions to ask you about uh, you and the industry and CES and how you feel about this and that. But I think compared to a lot of people, you are exiting a long time job with so many things to do that you're going to find your days. I think the transition for you is going to be terrific because you're going to find your days 
filled with everything you want to do. And all of a sudden you're going to say to yourself, Oh my God, this feels so good. I'm in control. I could do it. I don't have to do it. You know, I could make money. I could go out and get other stuff or I could relax or I could play the guitar and I could do whatever I want. And you will be making money because people will come to you with stuff. But you know, I, I did this a few years ago when virtual and stuff like that. And at first I felt like the brand is gone. Now I feel like the brand is bigger than ever, but it's on my terms. So I wanted to relate that to you compared to a lot of other people that I have seen that have exited, faded, became non-relevant. I think you're going to be more relevant than ever before. How did well, you do it? How did you do it? Uh, how did I exit or how did I get? No, how I did am? you become so relevant outside of USA Today? It's, it's actually funny. But first of all, thank you for your kind words. I will be busy. I've got a lot of things. My photo walks video series is debuting on Amazon February 19th. We've got a lot to do to, to plug that and to start working on new episodes. But I had lunch with a friend of mine um, three years ago, four years ago. And we were talking about, you know, what to do career-wise. And he just said, work on your brand, work on your brand, work on your brand. So what's my brand? My brand is my name. My brand is my tech coverage. Beyond my tech coverage, what else can I do? I take a lot of photos. Let's just bombard Twitter and Facebook with my photos. And I guarantee you, when I announced that I was leaving, everyone said, great tech coverage, and I love your photos. It was, right. you know, they, they were both combined. And uh, that really helped. You know, I think it would help anybody to just have that other thing. You don't want to just be, you know, I work for this pu this publication, this company, and that is my identity. You have to have other things going on. So tell us about this Amazon gig. What's that all about? Uh, I have a series called Photo Walks. It's a travel photography series. I get it all the time, but I get it on email. Uh, yes, thank you. We've, we've been on uh, YouTube, but I started working with a production company to be bigger, expanded, new and improved, half-hour episodes. Uh, we're, do, we're Portugal, uh, the Big Island, Hawaii, uh, the California coast, the Oregon coast, uh, the city of Los Angeles, and Catalina Island. So we have six episodes coming out in February, and they'll be on Amazon. And I hope that people love it and watch it, and we get to make more. So all we do is go to our Amazon channel and find you. I think you'll be hearing from me. I think I'll be announcing it because you know, there's zillions of stuff on Amazon. I, I, will, I will be heavily promoting how to find it. And how, how often will you have a new episode? Uh, well, the six are going are gonna to be showing. The six new ones are going to be showing on February 19th. So they'll be there. And then uh, so many people are going to love it. They're, they're going to want us to make more. So we'll be out making more after that. That's wonderful. Is there a way for you to make an income on that? Hope so. We're, that's what we're trying to find out. Oh, that's thrilling, right, Steve? That's really great to know. That sounds very, very cool. So, but I wasn't sure I got the answer to Lois's question. I go on Amazon Prime to see it, or do I, have I to click on a web link to get to? How do I? How would I get to see it? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. uh, they, they, they haven't told me, but I will let you know because I'll be plugging it big time. Okay. Well, I, I I expect to hear from you, and then we'll tell everybody we know as well. So that that's. that's yeah, and I forgot here. to say that beyond all the things I'll be doing, I'll also be lying on the beach, right? Yes, oh, for well, sure. Absolutely. Jefferson, how many years were you with USA Today? 36 and a half years. And just to know that if, when, when she's making that face, I met Lois before USA Today. Before yeah, who, USA Today. Who were you? I was at the Hollywood Reporter. Oh, that's right. Well, I think I remember. I 
You, 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 wow. HWH handled CBS Fox video. Yes, we did. Yes, and, and I covered probably, home, yeah. home video, yes. No, but you know, you know it's, it's a very strange, I'm so attracted to you today because it is so strange when I went from being a trade reporter um, and having a brand behind me, uh, CE Monthly and HFD for 11 years, and then Elliot and I started HWH. I mean, not having a brand tortured me for a while. Then one day I woke up and the brand was there. And, and so it's been 43 years with HWH. But even on my own, that doesn't matter anymore. And I don't feel the same impact. And I wish the same for you. Don't think about that because the world is very progressive. Your name, Jefferson Graham, is the name. And to tell you the truth, you're going to outlast USA Today. This, this. Okay, we'll, we'll see about that. But thank you. I was actually, I was going to ask you if you, you know, being inside, you know, one of the, the, the great newspapers of America, do you see it just being the same and moving on? Like you said, the characters change, but the paper will go on. Or do you see a, a real, uh, you know, huge shift in what's happening with, I mean, is it, do you think there's a possibility Lois could be right? And there won't no, be a newspaper no, no. anymore? It's going to be an no. online service or? Well, it could be online, but I don't know. You know, you're, you're, you're talking to me in my garage. This is where I work. I've been working here since 1993. I know nothing. I just do my job. You know, I, I, I don't see anybody uh, that, that I work with. I, this is it. So I don't, I have no inside information. I think uh, th this is what I can tell you. I call up people and I say, USA Today is calling me. Oh, and they jump and they, they've been dancing and they've been doing this all these years. It still means a lot to people. So if it means a lot to the people I'm calling, I think it'll still mean a lot to everybody else. And I know that the website is doing gangbusters and uh, they have you know, millions and millions and millions of viewers. And every time I publish something, I hear from people. So it must be working. You know, it's, it's, I used to go, I, I worked for CBS in Miami and I used to go to the Miami Herald, which used to have those, one of those classic newsrooms, you know, those big, you know, like two football fields filled with computer models and people. And now they're in a little office building out in Doral because they don't need the space anymore. Uh, and I think television is starting to do the same thing too. The fact that we're doing this all splintered from our home, I think the idea of a big newsroom is going to disappear. But do you think there's like a, a loss of camaraderie or, or something that's just, it, it, there's something that's going to be the same because we're all looking from our own little satellite spots all over the planet, or you think it's a good thing? What do you think? Remember, remember, I've been working at home since 1993, so there is no camaraderie, right? That's true, I mean, yeah. Right. I wouldn't know about that. I just put my head down and I did yeah. the job. Jefferson, um, David works at home. I can't tell you the major brand he also works for because it's a secret, but he works from home. Steve works from home, I work from home, we do travel a lot, but you know, uh, we understand it. And we think like COVID for a lot of people is a great teaching you know, experience, but we have been doing this for a long time and I wouldn't change it, you know, and Steve wouldn't change it. We couldn't go into an office. If I had to get dressed and brush my teeth in the morning, I would freak out. It just wouldn't work for me. But I am curious, You've been around, you go to CES, you go to press conferences, you see people on the road and stuff. How is your feeling about what's happening to journalists today? I mean, that had to influence you in a certain way. It certainly 
influenced me about how I felt about myself. You know, um, you see what's happening to all the people we grew up with. How do you emotionally yeah, well, I mean, it's, feel? It's horrible. That? You know, it's horrible that so many there's so many layoffs and that newspapers aren't making money. I mean, it's horrible. Uh, uh, and the thing is that people are as hungry as ever to read. They're just not paying for it. And uh, I, nobody's come up with the, the proper solution. You know, what, what Facebook and Google did to journalism is awful. Yet more people are reading it. So um, I, I don't know what the solution is for them to make money. But it's very sad that so many people have, have lost work. What's great is that, that there are no gatekeepers anymore. If I said I'm leaving and just working on my newsletter, and if you want to read my newsletter, just sign up for it, I could have a big audience. And just depends on how hard I want to work on it to build that audience. But there's nobody stopping me. I started a podcast, Talking Tech, seven years ago. And that podcast, the people I work for said, don't do it. We don't want it, you spending any time on a podcast because we don't want to spend $10 a month, is what Lisbon was charging to host the show. We will not give you the $10. I said, okay. Then I met the people from SoundCloud and TuneIn who said, you know, if you put your podcast on our platform, it's free. And I said, okay, great. I put it on. 2,500 episodes I ended up doing. It ended up becoming really popular. And I didn't have to wait for anybody to do it for me. I just did it. And that is sort of the great part of what the world that we live in now, that we don't have to wait. We just do it. So do you have like any word for a lot of the men and women that were journalists with you and when I was a journalist that have not made that transition. You see, you meet a lot of them. They're like kind of like fading, you know, they're getting older faster than you could imagine. You know, they don't have a purpose in life. They can't get a new gig. How do you, how did you, well, we know how you kept yourself relevant. So there's no question there, but what do you, what can you, what intellectual thing or emotional thing can you tell some of the people we know without mentioning their names blog post and do it a lot just uh, yeah. promote the, the living daylights out of yourself don't blog once a month blog every day well several and, times a day right yeah or several times a day and don't right. be worried about oh this person's going to be upset they don't want to read your stuff if they don't want to read it they don't have to read it just get out there and do it do you still plan to go to press conferences and go to ces Oh, how are you going to handle your future? Well, first of all, CES is on the computer, right? And I will be definitely watching as an interested observer. I don't think a lot of the press conferences are going to come back. Do you think that Apple is going to do those million-dollar events again when they don't have to? Why? We want to ask you, yeah. Why? Why do it? Why spend the money? They, they, they sold more phones this year than they did the year before. They did the press conference the year before. They didn't do it this year. They just, everything is controlled. They don't even have to go live. They shoot it 10 times until they get it right. And I don't see those days coming back. I do think there will be get togethers. I think people want to be in person and they will have them. Uh, 175,000 people at CES in 2022. I'm still uncomfortable with that. I don't see it. And I don't know, I, I can't wait to see what the folks do at the CES next week. Um, I think it's going to be tough for them, but it'll, I, I, I'll be watching. So, and, and just to follow up with what you were saying, so your, your prediction is that CES will never be the same after this, or do you think it will try to go back to being what it was in uh, two years ago? It will not be what it was two years ago. And it may take a long time to get to even 75,000 people. I think 
uh, I think. I, I, it's going to be a shame. It had gotten too big anyway. It had gotten overwhelming. They're going to have to pare it down. And they can't have a place with 175,000 people crowding around and all on top of each other. I wouldn't want to be in that room. Do you think if you went for like I, about I, a I year agree. and nobody caught anything from each other and everybody was well, the world was slowly coming back, would you go to Vegas for a CES? Depends on how it was presented. You know, not, I wouldn't go as it was presented the last time. I, I would, uh, I, you know, I, I would pick and choose and try to go to, you know, that opening day was where they just pack everybody on top of each other. I don't know how they, I don't know what, what they're going to do, but I would be uncomfortable. How, would you? I mean, how do you feel about it? Well, I'll, I'll tell you how I feel that Steve could give his answer afterwards, but I have been working digitally, even though I'm an old broad, I have been working digitally for so long. I don't, my husband and I don't have a print newspaper or magazine in our possession. Everything we read is online. Elliot does read books, you know, because uh, he's a collector of books, but I don't, every book I have is an ebook. I don't even know what, I don't even want it near me. So everything I do, meetings, everything, to me, I am so happy to be alive and at my age and be able to work and find people that want to work with me, no matter how old and how crazy I am, you know, because of this digital world. So I love it. I mean, Gary Shapiro is not going to be happy for, for whatever reason, but I think digital is the way to go. When you tell me that USA Today is doing great digitally, I'm thrilled to death because that's where I think they should be. That's what the world has taught us. I mean, I could read more stories quicker in USA Today digitally than I can through this newspaper. And a lot of the newspapers are adhering to the way we work digitally. Like the New York Times has something, nobody, very few people know about it, but one of their tags that's the obit or real estate or health is today's paper. You click on that and there's really the print edition with every section and every headline. So you could like, you know, read everything that you love so quickly to me, the digital world is like this magical empire that I just want to swim in all day long. I, I agree mean, with you. I agree with you, but I miss going to the movies. And I want to do that again. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Me yeah. too. But, but, yeah. but going back to what Lois was saying, too, is that I think that digital is sort of like the great equalizer. So, you know, at CES, God help you if you were in a wheelchair or you're very old or whatnot, you know, you, you couldn't maneuver through it the way you can in the digital world. So it's, it's really open, it really makes all of us on the same playing field in a way. Everybody can go to that conference. Everybody can go, you know, it's, it's, I think on those levels, digital is so great for all people, especially older people who, you know, physically might have trouble covering as many news conferences or whatnot. You can do it all from your home. So or, I think or, it's, yeah, or, it, the, or I, I see it as a, a nirvana, not a, Penalty. Yeah, or there's a funeral on the other Sorry. side of the country, and gee, I can't get away, but now I can. Now I'm there. And then how many yeah, families go. got together, extended families got together for Christmas and Thanksgiving, and everybody was there. Everybody. And it wasn't, you know, those family reunions weren't going to happen. There's always somebody can't go. Get, but here, they can all be there. And that's, and that's great. Steve, explain your feeling to Jefferson about you going to CES and meeting people personally, because anyone that watches it, watches this, I want them to hear that other side. So, so 
So for me, and what I'm going to miss, which can't happen digitally, was I like going to the Sands or Eureka Park and, and walking the floor and seeing things. You know, I've been going for like 20, whatever, 30 years to CES, and I never have gone to the, the news conference or the Sun Conference or what. I never went to that stuff. I never went to the keynote speech. None of that interests me. I would just hit the smaller booths and meet those people and also you get like a relationship with them you know in the couple seconds you're there you swap cards you see something you're interested i can follow up on it and i feel i'm not going to be able to graze or browse through all of those small startups the way you could in person and that's what i'm yeah. going to miss about ces and that room that you went to wasn't jammed <laughs> it wasn't right, right. the main show floor right right I, now and of I, course the, the classic story the classic story is ring doorbell Ring doorbell exactly, started, exactly. started with a card table, card table at the Sands. I said the exact same, that's my story too. I tell, even when I do speaking games, I always talk ring doorbell. I saw, you know, I met Jamie on a card table at the Sands, talked to him, thought, wow, this is such a great idea. And I watched that go from that to a little bigger booth and then a billion dollar sale. I mean, it just, that's the blow my mind story. So yes. Jamie and us uh, ring video doorbell is the perfect example. All right, so can that happen? It's not going to happen again. Yeah, can no. that happen no. digitally? No, 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 never, never in a million years. No, so that's that's happen. what's going to be missing from this. And, and unfortunately, CTA is focusing on well, let's make sure we can do a keynote speech and let's do make of this. And that's the stuff I don't care about. What right. they haven't worked on digitally is the thing I care about, which is these small companies. And, and, and browsing the floor there. And, and, that's a and we, we don't know what it's going to be like but when right. we oh, turn on our computer and it says CES exhibitors, Samsung, Sony, LG, and then you're going to go down the list and you're going to find all these companies you never heard of. Are you going to click on the button? Probably not, right? Well, that's very scary. That's scary because I when the CES came out with their mailing, I went through their thousand exhibitors. That's what I do. That's one of my things. And I'll tell you, maybe it's cause I'm like detached a little bit, but 90%, I didn't even know their names. So I'm anxious. I will actually sit there and go through it. You know, maybe, I don't, I think I pr probably will at some point. But, but the real problem also with names that you can't talk about when you're walking the floor is that like a, something's called Zazu. What the hell is a Zazu? You don't, right. you only know what a Zazu is when you're sitting there looking at it and you go, oh, 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 that's interesting. Oh, that's going to help me do blank, blank, blank. I'm interested in Zazu. But, you know, if it's just something you click on, like, who cares? So I, I, I think without that experience, for me, and I'm not saying for everybody, but for me, it's not going to be the same experience anymore. Yeah. I hope it, I, maybe it'll come back. And, and you, you've chosen to click on Zazu. And you're the first person who's clicked on it. And they say, oh, my God, thanks for stopping by. Let us show you everything. And now you're stuck. And you can't leave. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's not like you can walk away or someone else distracts them. You're stuck. I know. And, and so it's like, do I want to click on it and, and get and lose 20 minutes of my life over this or not? You know, it, it, it's, it's not good. It, that part is not going to be good, but we'll have to see. I think, I think that even during the pandemic, you have learned even digitally that you could get away or things happen or you meet somebody uh, you know, in a relationship forms, it's just going to be different. We only have like six minutes left. I want to ask Jefferson questions that, you know, like how are people going to find you 
you know, now, uh, what would you like the world to know? Okay. Should, First of all, if you search for my name, it'll still be there. <laughs> it'll still be there. And I'm going to have a website. I, I think it's USA Today Twitter and then my website. So jeffersongram.net. Sign up for my newsletter, jeffersongram.substack. Um, and follow me on social media, at jeffersongram on Twitter, jefferson.gram on Facebook, blah, blah, blah. I think your best bet is Google because there will be many choices for you. Yeah. So I did that before this uh, podcast. I did it last week. And you seem to always be on the edge of everything new. How did you get involved with Substack? Oh, uh, actually, it was an article in the New York Times that newsletters are hot. And uh, I said, I should do that article. And then, you know, every time you do an article, you try it out. And so I tried it out and I said, well, this is good. I really like this. And I, I, um, you know, we've all had different forms of communication with people through the years. Uh, but gosh, the email, just like, this is still the best. And people respond to you when you write to them and better than anywhere else. So the newsletter is great. My wife does a newsletter too. And she said the exact same thing. She's never had such great response to anything she's ever written. So a lot of people don't know what that is. Can you just give us a... Uh, you know, a minute explanation. Oh, it's an, it's, it's basically a, a, instead of, well, it's the same thing, but it's just like doing a social media post, but it's doing your article and then it's going straight to your subscribers inbox and people still open up email, you know, uh, the yes, there's text and yes, there's Facebook posts and yes, there's Twitter, but people are going to look at their email every morning, all day. Uh, and uh, the, the trick is always, when do I post? When do I send it out? Do I send it, you know, do I send it out at six in the morning? Well, that's nine o'clock in New York. Why not? Why not send it out at five? Uh, I still don't have the perfect answer for it, but it's doing a one-to-one -one more personal article direct to the people that follow you uh, through the newsletter world. You always seem to be on first, you know, we'll have to follow you to make sure that we know what, what's going on in the world. I think we're almost out of time, so I'm just, I think we should wrap up. I also have to always point out that Jefferson looks an awful lot like Jason Bateman. Does anybody else see that, or is that just oh, me? I've that's seen just it my now. Take okay, I, I just, that's just a thought. You could be his brother. Send over some of the money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jefferson, thank you so much. Thank you for talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> and thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing your last day at USA Today with us. We appreciate it, and we will follow you on your newsletter and at uh, at jeffersongram.net for all the information on you. And I really appreciate it. And uh, once again, thank you. And I'm Steve Greenberg. I'm with Lois Whitman. And today, I want to send a special okay, hello to Judy Graham. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is okay you, to Judy David. as well. Thank you all. Uh, stay safe, and uh, we've been lying on the beach. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.